Welcome back to That's the T. I'm RJ. And I'm Ryan. And we're here bringing you football news in the most digestible way possible. Today, Ryan, today. Today. We're not recording on our usual day. It is Thursday night, and we just finished Thursday night football on the day we're recording this. To be honest, I was pre- it was a pretty good game. It was a very back-and-forth game. I think the two primetime games that we got this week on Monday and Thursday weren't bad at all. They were really good. We're going to talk about the Monday game in this podcast, and we won't talk much about this Thursday night game just because this is week two. And this podcast, we're kind of talking about week one, but we still have a lot of stuff to talk about for week one. There were a lot of waiver wire transactions this week. And most importantly, there were some very exciting games played in week one, like what you said. I think Monday night was probably the best game. It was awesome. It was an awesome game. In hindsight, it was awesome. But as I was watching it, I had too many heart attacks. I should not be alive right now recording this podcast talking to you. As a Raiders fan, though, you have to be hyped up that you you did the one thing you had to do, which was contain Lamar Jackson. Yes, I was just proud. win, baby. Just win. It was win. an ugly, it was an ugly win. I think it was pretty ugly. It was it wasn't like a flawless game by any by any means, but just win. I mean, at least at least this week, you don't have to deal with a very mobile quarterback. Oh, well, he's maybe like the second most mobile quarterback. You have Ben Roethlisberger this week. You're, he's you're got right. the wheels. We got we, we to learn how to contain him as well. <laughs> Just in a different way. But yeah, we are going to start off this podcast with reading the tea leaves and it's going to be some news headliners. We change it up a little bit this time. So for this portion of reading the tea leaves, and I don't know if we're going to keep this format moving forward, but just to consolidate everything, we will each talk about our three takeaways from week one. And these can be anything from an upset game, an injury, a player we did not know who was going to pop off, but they did. And just whatever. So without spoiling too much, Ryan, is it okay if I will go first for my first takeaway? You can go first. Okay. Hopefully it doesn't overlap with one of my takeaways. I hope not. But number one, all right, I'm going to start off with a nice little fun game. Oh, you have a game. I have a little fun game for you, Ryan. Can I love you guess? it. Okay. Okay. Justin Fields, Taylor Heineke, Trey Lance. What do okay. they have in common? They're mobile. Huh? <laughs> They're mobile, right? <laughs> They're mobile. Okay. They, they, they can all run. Or, okay. or I, I feel like I'm walking down the wrong path here. <laughs> do you want me to say it? They all should start. Okay, good one, good one. I'm getting warmer, yeah. The they are all up. backup quarterbacks. Yes. That scored more points than Aaron Rodgers in week one. Jesus. <laughs> are we really? Ah, oh, that game was so bad, man. I think I think what happened was I, I had the game on because I have Aaron Jones on my fantasy team, but then I fell asleep for a little bit and I woke up and nothing changed. Check my phone. Score stayed the same. I was like, "What's going on?" And he doesn't even have a he doesn't have a cue next to his name or anything. I, I was genuinely curious, but the score three to something. I'm like I don't, I don't understand. It was really bad. Oh, by the way, honorable mention to the goat himself, Marcus Mariota, who out who outscored him in some formats. That's crazy. Yo, Marcus Mariota had one carry, one snap. He touched the ball once. <laughs> Jesus, and he went. Also got injured. Th- yeah, on the one play, thirty-one <laughs> yards, re-aggravates his quad injury, out for a few weeks now. It's 
it was very unfortunate. But Ryan, this Green Bay Packers offense stunk. They sucked at literally everything on Sunday. The whole offense was out of sync. Like what you said, you could have taken a nap, woken up, and nothing changed in terms of the score, in terms of what Green Bay did. Aaron Rodgers looked bad. To make matters more worse, the defense sucked. They couldn't even get a turnover against the Apple turnover of King himself, James Winston. I'm, I am. Yeah. Yes, go, for go it. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say my takeaway Aaron Rodgers is going to go bonkers this Monday. I'm scared. Like he, he, he's going to like show up or? Yeah, he will show up. I am worried for all the people playing against a Packers player this coming week. I think it was a, it was a fluke game. Exactly. Whatever Ezekiel Elliott had last week, some people want to call it a fluke, but I don't think it was a fluke. I think that's what Elliott's going to do. He's going to do a little bit better than what he did last week, but not that much. But Aaron Rodgers, though, that was truly a fluke game. But it was very weird, too, because after the game, Matt LaFleur, you know, LaFleur, he was like all like, oh, he, he was upset, visibly upset, talking about how they need to perform better. Aaron Rodgers over here. Oh, it's just one game. We got 16 left. I was like, did you plan not to play in this game? Or why are you talking like this? He was not scared at all. And I think one of the reasons why his get right game week two is Monday night, prime time at Lambeau Field against the Lions. The Lions. Is it that he's or fine. do you think he's, he's already checked out of football? He's like, I don't really care anymore. <laughs> that's, a, that's another thing. I mean, we don't know where he stands. Maybe not checked out in football, but checked out for the Green Bay Packers. Very true. Very true. But yeah, playing against the Lions, I can I I, I see where you're going by saying he he could go bonkers. Bam, bamboozle yeah. a lot of people. Bamboozle a lot of people. Ryan, take it away for your first takeaway. Very related. It's to the team that Aaron Rodgers play. Hi, Miss Winston. Uh, where did this man come from? And since when did he play like this? Uh, not too many pass yards, but five touchdowns. And it was like well distributed to like different receivers and everything. Every, everyone got a piece of the pie. Yeah. I think my favorite part about Jameis Winston is that like he finally fixed his vision and he like read the right read like every time. Yeah. And he didn't force throws except for that one throw in the, in the, in the end zone where it was basically an interception, but then it was like a penalty or something. So it got called back. So he was saved. But, you know, aside from that, it was he, not bad. He has patience in the pocket and he throws the ball out of bounds and away now instead of just trying to thread the needle in between yeah, two they, defenders. There were some really it's it's crazy that we have to talk about this, but he threw the ball away. Well, yes, yes. And I think as long as he continues to do that, his touchdown to interception ratio will be golden. Exactly. And I also want to mention that the, the Packers defense, it's a, it's a good defense. It's supposed to be, theoretically. Oh, it, it is a good, good point, defense, good right? Yeah. On paper, it's supposed on to paper. be good. So my, my, my question before we move on is, mm-hmm. so does this make him a viable starter? Because I know a lot of people in fantasy football, people listening to this podcast, you probably picked him up or someone in your league picked him up. So would you roll with him? And obviously you, you wouldn't if you have Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. But if you didn't have Lamar or and you didn't have Mahomes, would you roll with Jameis Winston? I am currently looking at their schedule. So if you... If you got like a Ryan Tannehill, and oh, you, you, you're getting easy. heart palpitations after week after week one when they completely 
poop the bed. Wow, the Saints play. They play the Patriots, the Bucks twice. But they, they do. The they Bills do. once. Honestly, though, James, he looked good enough to at least be a top 12 quarterback. That's what I think. Because the thing is, in fantasy, we don't need the Saints to win the whole game. We just need Jameis Winston to be a winner that day. We don't need the whole team to win. So, sure, go <laughs> lose against the Bucks twice. Doesn't matter to me if I'm starting only Jameis Winston. You're speaking straight facts. And honestly, something else to add, too. If you own Alvin Kamara or if you have shares oh, of him, you're yeah. not scared. You're not worried. You're happy. not scared at all. Especially because uh, the backup looked a little, 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 like, you know, actually competent and very good to Tony something, right? Tony Jones. Yeah. Tony Jones looks like the new Latavius Murray. Murray. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> something we agreed on. It's, to, to be honest, as an Alvin Kamara, having some shares of him, I am scared. Tony Jones looked good. That's why I had to pick him up right away. <laughs> yeah. You know what was crazy? Yeah, because I was just going to say, when I was uh, you know, on Yahoo, where they have the little part where you can see like uh, the the transactions of like, not not in your league, but in all fan- Yahoo Fantasy Leagues on who's get the transaction trends. Mm-hmm. Tony Jones was on there. And I was like, why is this guy on here this much? That's why it's pretty scary. It is. The only concern I have is that because it was a blowout, maybe he got more carries than like maybe. he was supposed to. But who knows? It, he's still worth a pickup. He still was. That is true. The, the Packers basically sat their starters, man. Jordan Love got to got to play. <laughs> Sorry. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's move on. What, what's your what's your next headliner? Yes, number two. It's the AFC South. Okay, Ryan. Do you know who's leading the division right now in the AFC South? Oh, I know, I know who's leading, uh, but but for good reason. For good reason. Oh, <laughs> they, they won't be leading for long. Trust <laughs> me. <laughs> so to to you Texans fan Texans fans out there, enjoy it while you can, because you're not going to be first for that much longer. Very true. Okay. Very true. Very true. And we will talk about the Texans. So yes, the Texans are number one in their division. How long will they hold on to it? Who knows? I don't think it's going to be very long, like what Ryan said. But No, no, by next week they'll lose it. Trust me. <laughs> no, no, 100%. If they upset the Browns, then what? You're, you're telling me the team, the Browns, the Browns, Cleveland Browns, who, held, who went toe-to-toe with Kansas City is going to give a game up to the Houston Texans. I'd be surprised, too. In Cleveland. I would be surprised too. Okay, you're right. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. You're right. (laughs) For my headliner, I have the four teams in the AFC South, particularly the three that lost. And I'll talk about them and you tell me if you're concerned about the team and fantasy football players on that team or if you're not and you're just like, you know what? It was just a bad week. Okay. So the Tennessee Titans are first up. To be honest... I'm a little concerned, especially with how the offense kind of fizzled out against a somewhat bad defense, and they lost their offensive coordinator from last year. Was it Arthur Smith? He moves to the Falcons, and this is what happens to the Titans. Now, Taylor Luan, I think he took responsibility because he gave like Chandler Jones five sacks. (laughs) Five sacks for number 55. Five (laughs) sacks for number 55. 
Ryan, I am still concerned about the Titans and I'm concerned about players like Henry. I'm fading Julio Jones the rest of the way too. He did not look that good either. And this is a perfect transition because the Titans were actually my second news headliner. So this works out great. So like you said, Arthur Smith went out of town and I want to bring up this point. Their new offensive coordinator is Todd Downing. I don't know if you ever heard of this guy, but yeah, but I heard of him because he was the offensive coordinators for the Raiders in 2017, the year after Derek Carr had his playoff year before he broke his leg. And then we all know what happened to the Raiders after that year. And guess who was responsible for that offense? Todd Downey. So I don't, I, I don't think it's that great. No, I have concerns now. Like their, their O-line, like I, I th- it could have been a fluke game for Taylor Lewan, but five sacks, man, he got benched. Yeah. And Taylor Lewan is, you know, supposed to be up there. He's not supposed to be shabby. Like top 10, at least top five, if you're being nice. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's it's crazy because you know, Chandler Jones almost got traded. Exactly. He almost got traded. And then he showed up week one. He was like, Yeah, trade me. (laughs) Trade me. Yeah. Or pay me big money. And now he just got like, he, it's crazy because he literally got five sacks in one game. I don't even know what the record is, but it has to be close. Like, five is insane. Five is insane, dude. The Raiders had like I think 13 sacks the whole year as a team. <laughs> One year. Like I forgot which year, but yeah, it was that bad. That's crazy. I don't think it's gonna happen anymore. Max Crosby looks way too good. Oh, he yeah, Max and Yannick and Gawkway. Don't forget him. <laughs> both of them, oh. both of them were uh 90 plus PFF players. Yeah. Very, very, very impressive. But yeah, to, to get back to your question, though, to get back on track, Julio Jones, you're fading him. I don't know if I would fade him just yet because I still I'm I like um, AJ Brown, but I don't know, man. Like, I think mm-hmm. Julio Jones provides that veteran presence in terms of uh, receptions and stuff. I mean, AJ Brown had four. Julio Jones had a. Uh, uh, three receptions I think but and AJ Brown scored a touchdown so his, his fantasy relevance went up so I feel like these receivers both of them might just be touchdown dependent Ooh, with wow. the way with, with the way week one played out but I think these are way too early predictions very true I just wish that the Titans put up more of a fight when they were down because like that was like the whole thing like oh people were worried because they would lean on the run Derek Henry would have really monster games and they would just ride that wave but they were playing from behind and A.J. Brown and Julio Jones did nothing. Yeah, nothing. And again, I have concerns. I think right now it's like I need to see it one more time to press the panic button. But it's something I'm, look, I'm like, I have my eye on. Yeah, yeah. So something you should definitely monitor. If you're risk adverse, I would say don't take the risk. Trade them away. Trade them That's to someone who's hopeful. But if, if you're willing to take high risk, high reward, keep them. Very true. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. And there might be some good trade targets coming into week two and week three, especially with how Thursday night went. Antonio yeah. Gibson might be pretty cheap. Hey, don't don't say that. I have him on my team. I don't under – we can't we're, – we're not talking about week two just yet. But yes. we'll, we'll talk about it next week. I, I am very genuinely concerned. 
yes i am i'm concerned about antonio gibson too which is which, which sucks because i was so happy for him and i was so excited for him this year but we'll talk about another running back that excites other people not as much as me maybe i should have it's the colts it's it's the running back core ryan did you know that the running backs were targeted more than the wide receivers i did not know the colts they had like 59 percent of the targets jesus so my my note here for the colts was that uh Carson Wentz, man, we, we put trust in this man. We hyped him up the whole summer. We we did everything we could to promote this guy. And uh, he just doesn't show up. I, I, I don't get like, don't get me wrong. He did show up, but he was like corralled by Seattle's defense. Like he didn't do bad, but he didn't do good enough either. He went 25 out of 38 for like, what, two, 250 yards and two touchdowns. It's not bad, but it, we need more. We need we need more from someone who almost won the MVP. And exactly. I feel like it's gonna come over time. I do want to acknowledge that, like, you know, maybe there's some rust with him and like there's a delay in terms of like I guess working with his team altogether because he was out for like what four to five weeks. Okay. So there's that. I mean, he obviously doesn't have a connection with Michael Pittman. He he doesn't. But I mean, he needs to develop something or else there would be like pick a fence sign saying start Sam Ellinger. Because he didn't look true. bad. Yeah, he he did not look bad in the preseason. But yeah. the Colts, am I worried? I'm 50-50 on them. I think that there's still value with the running backs, though. Jonathan Taylor, he had yeah. a lot of targets. And that was like the concern coming in was like, oh, he just runs the ball. No, he could catch the ball, too. Yeah. And. Naheem Hines. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I made a mistake. For not drafting him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should. I don't know. I saw him as only a handcuff, but he's like literally like, he's like Dollar Tree Kareem Hunt, but better, higher quality. But better because the thing is, I feel like he gets more targets than Kareem Hunt, uh, than Kareem Hunt does. Yeah. And the thing is, and I don't blame you for skipping on Naheem Himes in the draft because I skipped on him too. It was because, I don't know what you want to call it, a smoke screen. It wasn't really a smoke screen. I don't know. But it was the fact that Jonathan Taylor was going so high. It made you think like, if other people are comfortable taking Jonathan Taylor in the first round, why would I want a piece of Naheem Himes? doesn't make sense. True. true. So and I don't then, blame you. And then there's also that thing where it's just like, oh, Jonathan Taylor is being drafted too high because Marlon Mack's a thing. And yeah. now I'm like, oh, great. Now I don't want Naheem Hines anymore. Exactly. Three-headed running back. Don't want a piece of that. Yeah. Turns out they cut off one of them. It wasn't Naheem Hines. It was Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack. Mm-hmm. Exactly. they just signed. Anyways, I, I'm not worried. I think the takeaway from the Colts is Naheem Hines has legit value and should be rostered in every single league. Yes. Okay, two more teams to talk about real quick, and then we'll we'll move on. Jacksonville Jaguars, Ryan, this team pooped the bed the hardest. Super, we're just gonna go super quick with this. Yeah, I have legitimate concerns about James Robinson, especially with the usage from Carlos Hyde. However, I think James Robinson bounces bounces back. I think Urban Meyer is gonna realize that James Robinson is the better player. I mean, I hope so because I don't really want to talk about it. I have Antonio Gibson and James Robinson in the same league. <laughs> So I don't want to talk about it. I'll, I, I have my little uh, 
my little spiel on the the Jaguars when we talk about their week two pick. Got it. Okay. Yeah. The last team, which is the team in first place, it's the Houston Texans. It's a random. It's nothing. It's a fluke. Imagine how good this team would be if they had Deshaun Watson. Okay, they beat the Jags, right? You you guys, you guys, as in the Texans, you guys beat a team with a rookie QB and a first year head coach that was very. It was a controversial, like, hire, to say the least. It wasn't like, oh, Urban Meyer's getting hired? Great move. It was Urban Meyer's getting hired? What? <laughs> I, and I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. I literally feel that was a sentiment in from articles and stuff and analysts when Urban Meyer got hired. You're not wrong. Yeah. And you know what? I, I'll just cut into what I'm going to say later about the, the week two thing. People are already asking Urban Meyer, are you going to take the USC job? <laughs> man, this man played, he coached one game in the league. And then USC fires their coach and they're already asking Urban Meyer, hey, you're going to go back to college? Because he did that bad. My God. I don't get it. I'm, you know what, we're going to mesh them both together. To some extent, you have to put the Jaguars and the Texans kind of in like the same boat with where you get fantasy value. And it, it's that point where I don't know who to start, which is why I don't want to start any of them yet. Exactly. Exactly. You, you, it's just so much uncertainty coming out of Jacksonville. Right. And like, maybe you start DJ Chark because he had 12 targets, but guess what? Nine of them wasn't even close to him. He caught three of them. It's just concerning. I don't want to touch the Jaguars just right now. They're going to be just sitting on my bench. On yeah. I think the only value in the Texans is going to be Brandon Cooks, though, who continues see that. to burn me when I don't draft him. But he's good. He's right. so good. I agree. So quick 15 seconds, last Texans guy before we move on. Mark Ingram, what do you do with him? Pick him up and bench him. <laughs> Until you see more consistency. I think I think they only ran with him because they're up big. Okay, I like that. Let's move on. Third third news headliner for me. Go for it. Oh, for me. Oh, for me it was just a quick injury recap because I I okay. was already too too heated, you know. But injury wise, we got Jerry Judy is out with a high ankle sprain. Is on IR, so he's out for at least three weeks. Quick quick thing. Where do you think Noah Fance and Cortland Sutton's fantasy value goes? From here, Noah Fant goes up. I wait, let me back this up. I heard Jerry Judy's injuries more towards six weeks than it is the, the four, the three to four. Oh, yeah, because he's eligible to come off of IR after three weeks, but yes, the, 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 the doctor's orders six weeks, it's six weeks, which is yeah. concerning to say the least. But it's, I mean, it's fine, it's whatever. To go back to your question, Noah Fant goes up, Cortland Sutton. I need to see it before I start up. Okay, I, I agree. But do you think targets are going to go to Cortland Sutton, or are you are are you just or are you like genuinely concerned that targets are going to go to Noah Fan and like KJ Hamler or somebody else? I think it goes up a little bit, but he just doesn't look right after his ACL tear. <laughs> like it happens. Like, it's a big injury. It is. It it is, and like that's the that's the problem for me. I just need like he had what three targets last week. I don't know if I just yeah. made that number up. It, it was, was like pretty, one catch or something. 
exactly it's just like yeah. it's underwhelming like i need to see more of it and even after jerry judy got hurt you're like oh here you go Cortland sun's gonna what'd he do what'd he do jerry judy got hurt like right after halftime you yeah. had half a game and Cortland sun didn't show up still but you know who showed up no offense no offense yes so exactly. i think he creeps into like the top five ish six i mean i don't i don't know just because mark andrews didn't look that good Mark Andrews had three targets against the Raiders. I don't know if y'all are just really good at covering tight ends out of nowhere. We're, 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 we're good. We got Gus Bradley. So so don't don't fade Mark Andrews just yet. Believe in mm. the Raiders is what I'm saying. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. But yeah. So um, I think Noah Fan kind of creeps into that like top five, top six range now. Okay. Reasonable. Yeah. And it's not too far up of a, a creep anyways, because he was ranked pretty high already. I think he was ranked like what? Eight to 10, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. okay and would i got two it, more it, sorry go sorry ahead. would it surprise you if he outscores kyle pitts the rest of the season oh it would not because teddy bridgewater doesn't look bad at all either exactly all right so two more injury points uh raheem moster went down and i'm sure you can give us a little insight on the niners new backfield after trey sermon was a healthy scratch in week one Whoa, Ryan, what are you guys doing I don't think anyone knows what we're doing because Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, just they say one thing and they do the other. It's crazy. Yeah. And it happens all the time. Didn't you know last season where it's kind of like, oh, we're rolling with this back in the game. Don't see that back. Yeah. It's worse. This reminds me of um, Bruce Arians and how he can't commit to a running back. Did you, you know, at the start of the week, he said Ronald Jones is the starter. And then you know what he said today? Jones, Fournette, Bernard, they're all our starters. Ah, you know what you, you know what this backfield reminds me of too? The Ravens backfield. At first it was Tyson Williams gonna get all the chances in the world to, you know, become our primary running back. Today, it's called it's gonna be a rotation, you know. We we, we have players, they're all we're not gonna stick with one. It's like what? It's it's crazy and it's I don't know which running back to pick, which is why I didn't try to actively get Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, someone paid uh, 80 bucks for Elijah Mitchell. Mitchell. We're going to talk about the podcast league. You know someone spent all 100 on Elijah Mitchell? Oh, my God. I thought 80 was bad in our, in, in our other league. Yeah, someone dropped 100. Yeah. They, they, they really – they probably just don't watch football. I'm kidding. <laughs> they, they run a podcast. There's no way, but it's like, they must really, they must be friends with Kyle Shanahan or something. They know and knows something what's going on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. My last thing then. Uh, last things, really no fantasy implications for these key injuries, but I think they're pretty key. Um, Mekhi Becton for the Jets, down. Jeff, Oku- Jeff Okuda for the Lions, also down. And Jason Verrett on your team. I think all of them went down with significant injuries where they may be out for the whole season. It sucks because those are only the season-ending ones. I don't know if you heard, Drake Greenlaw had surgery today, or it's either today or tomorrow. He tweaked his groin on his pick six. He's out, f- like, f- I think four to six weeks. Or oh, four to that's weeks. major, too. And the other, uh, D-Law, Demarcus Lawrence. Oh, yeah, he, 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 he broke something, too, yeah. Yeah, his foot, something in his foot. Yeah, Jesus. It's rough. It's a rough game. All right, take it away. All right, number three, it's not as juicy but I'm going to try to hype you up on a player that is finally showing up probably 10 years 
too late, but it's fine. It's Corderell Patterson. Ryan's smiling. This journeyman, the wide receiver, running back, whatever he plays. Kick returner. Don't forget about kick returner. Oh, of course. The the most potent version of him. Yes. Is the kick returner. Yes. He rushed seven times for 54 yards, caught two passes for 13 yards in a timeshare with Mike Davis. If I see this one more time, I'm like, Cordell Patterson's going to, he should be picked up and play in the flex and be like an actual flex player as he is on a real football team. I think so, but the problem is, is have you seen this lifeless offense that the Atlanta Falcons are showcasing or debuting in week one? Well, Cordell Patterson produced like half of it, so. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Okay. Well, one more week and we roll with Cordell. In Cordell, we trust. Cordell, we trust. It might be a rough week this week, though, because they play Tampa, but it's okay. There you go. You can pick him up without even spending any of your budget on him. Because people are going to overlook the fact or they're, they're not going to realize that he played Tampa and that was the issue. I like that. I like that. We're helping the people out. Mm-hmm. Nice. But yeah, um, those were our three takeaways, which I guess is six takeaways from week one. And now we will transition to our league update for the league that we're in with other podcasters. Put your money where your mic is. So our week one summary will go by this pretty fast because we still have a lot more to cover. Yep. Week one. We'll breeze through it. Our game with team, I think it's team Trent. Okay. It went down to the wire. It was so close. We were up by one coming into Monday night. He had Lamar Jackson and we had Marquise Brown. I was scared. I think we, we were projected to win by 10% coming in to Monday night. Yeah. And we came out with a dove ski. Yeah, we did. We ended up winning. 136, 127. The MVP for our team was the Las Vegas Raiders defense. Because I don't know if they were great. And I don't know if you know this, quarterbacks lose points for each sack that they take. In that league. In that league. Yeah. Oh, so perfect. And they, they, I think they sacked Lamar Jackson at least once, made him fumble twice. So it's minus four. They did damage. They really did. So a phenomenal win coming in from a game where we lost Gus Edwards, like literally like a couple of minutes before week one, like Thursday night football. Yeah. Pretty awesome. So good job. I think we did. I think we did good. We just didn't lose. We finally have one win. So now no one can bash on us that we don't know anything. Exactly. So good game. Uh, Team Trent. Team Trent. Yeah. All right. Moving on to transactions. So again, this is on Thursday. So everything was finalized. We tried to make two transactions this week. We made a bid for Elijah Mitchell for $15. And like what we said earlier, we got outbid by someone who bid a hundred bucks for him. So obviously we did not win that one. We We saved our money. We saved, you know, we're playing. It was a blessing. Yes. We did make a bid for Carlos Hyde to ensure, to just give us insurance policy for our running backs, which consisted of, McCaffrey, AJ Dillon, and Chupa Hubbard. We're, we're, we're down bad. <laughs> we're down bad. But you know what? We got Carlos Hyde. I'm not mad about it. Carlos Hyde might might probably become a starter for us, not going to lie. He might. And you know what? He brings up the last segment, which is our week two lineup. And Ryan, mm-hmm. I have some roster decisions okay. that we're going to talk about right now. And we're going to make them live. We're gonna make them it. live. So... You bring up the RB2 spot. 
are we starting AJ Dillon or are we starting Carlos Hyde? AJ Dillon is playing Detroit and I'm pretty sure Carlos Hyde and the Jaguars are playing. Who are they playing this? They're playing Denver. No, just, just keeping Carlos Hyde. Urban Meyer. I don't know. He, he has James Robinson as at his disposal. He doesn't want to use him. He wants to use Carlos Hyde. Just start Carlos Hyde. AJ Dillon is not getting this ball. What if, okay, so my concern is blowout against Detroit versus Denver's oh, defense. That's really good. You think it's a, you think it's going to be a blowout? I think, I think Aaron Rodgers will go bonkers, but I don't think it'll be a blowout. You guys almost got your kneecaps bitten off. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know what's, you know what's, you know, technically their kneecaps did get bitten off. I mean, Jason Verrett. Oh, oh. very true. Very true. Very good joke. I, I didn't expect that, you know, but I hope, I hope they recover soon, you know, speedy recovery, but yeah, you, you guys almost gave, gave the game away. Very true. Okay. So you want to start Carlos Hyde in our RB2 spot? I think so. What do you think? Were you going to start I, AJ Dillon? I was thinking AJ Dillon. I'm Man. a little biased because I, I own Aaron Jones in another, in another league. So um, I, I really don't think AJ Dillon should or would get the ball. Got it. You know what? We'll table this one and we'll move on to the next. Oh, yes. Keep going. I didn't think we'd be split on it, but it's okay. It's our okay. next concern. We have two flex positions, Ryan. Okay. Are we starting Juju versus Las Vegas? Uh, okay. No, don't. Vegas Marquise Brown against KC. Sammy Watkins against KC. <laughs> or Jalen Waddle with Will Fuller back against Buffalo. Okay. So my take, Juju, you cannot start. Uh, I don't trust Juju. Wow. I, I didn't pick him up. You know, I usually pick up Juju every year in fantasy, but mm-hmm. I did it this year. I don't trust him. The Raiders defense has gotten better as well. And I think Pittsburgh likes Deontay Johnson more than they like Juju. Or they use Deontay Johnson in a more fantasy relevant way. Uh, the other two receivers, uh, Marquise Brown and Sammy Watkins. It's up to you. You want a budget stack or you want the even more budget stack? You Take your pick. Do do you think? And then with Jalen Waddle, I feel like he could he could he could pop off. What do you think? <laughs> I was leaning towards Juju because oh, I, I see. trust okay. the secondary. Oh oh, you you don't like Casey Hayward? I think Vaughn Mullen. I think Chase Claypool gets Casey Hayward, who plays in your slot. Is it really Hayward? No, Casey Hayward plays on the outside now. See, so it's fine. Juju plays inside in the slot. So who's your slot corner? The one and only Nate Hobbs. Didn't you hear his name in preseason? You did it? Sorry. Oh, you did it. Okay. Nate Hobbs, everyone. Nate Hobbs should be on your radar. He was one of the highest graded rookies in the preseason. This man came out of nowhere. He's our starting slot receiver. Nate Hobbs. Like you're looking at me like this name is like I'm speaking a foreign language right now, and you're still mum about it. You're you're quiet right now. Fifth round pick. Yeah. yeah. Why did he? Hunter Renfro was a fifth round pick. Why did he slip? Why did he slip? Because the other 31 teams don't know how to scout talent. Only the Raiders do. 
Oh no, Matt. We stick by our draft board. That's all I had to hear to to really <laughs> to start Juju to go yeah, start. Man. Okay, you know, I don't confirm. mind starting Juju. Go ahead. If we're starting Juju, you can pick the second player. Okay, so who's? Oh, oh, so if we, so we have to pick two out of these four. Yes, two out of the four. Oh, two out of the four. Oh, I feel like I would, I, I would probably go Waddle, but not this week because I think the game Baltimore and KC is going to be a shootout game. So we have to go with either Brown or Sammy Watkins. Uh, it's weird because I feel like with Brown, you might get a big play and a like crazy fantasy value out of him but you also could get nothing with Sammy Watkins I feel like he's more reliable because he will get his targets you know let's go Sammy Watkins he did have the most targets against last week against the Raiders yeah yeah he just didn't catch a couple of them but that's not his fault and Marquise Brown only he really only outscored him just because of the touchdown yeah that's why let's go Sammy Watkins Sammy Watkins and Juju. I like that. Juju. I like that. I like that. All right. And those were our, I guess, like week two lineup, I guess, um, decisions. We are playing, I think, the owner of the actual league. A league All right. You're going for balls. Like, I think, I think his team name is like Balls in the Gutter. Uh, balls so, in the Gutter. You are going down. <laughs> going down. He started Antonio Gibson this week, if that makes you feel any better. Our projection is 60%, 40% now in that's favor a, of us. That's good. But I'm not an analytics guy because the thing is, like you said last week, we came into Monday night, 10%. Meant nothing. We won. Analytics mean nothing to me. I like that. We are analytics proof. You know? Yes. Uh-huh. Doesn't phase me. Does not phase us. Yeah. So hopefully we get that dub. Unfortunately, we did not take a dub very well with our week one picks. Ryan, <laughs> I ended up going seven and 16. I didn't even get half right. Ryan, what did you end up with? I actually don't even know what number you have. I went eight and eight. Nice. Okay. So I will one game better. Mm-hmm. I mean, damn the Falcons, damn Jaguars, damn the Titans. I believed in you guys, and you guys shocked me. It wasn't even a close game. Like, that's what makes me upset. It, it wasn't even close. And and I gave full confidence in you guys last week. And I think, I don't know which game made the discrepancy between our, our two records so far, but it may have been the Raiders game. And I think outside of that game, uh, the other games, I think it was just like a mixed match because I don't think we 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 match exactly on our predictions. I think the one game that hurt me. Did you pick Minnesota? Did I pick Minnesota? Who did they play? They they played the they Bengals. Played Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we both went Minnesota. There's no way okay. we chose Cincinnati. I have no idea what the discrepancy was then. Uh huh. But damn, that that Minnesota game pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Well, we're we're about five hundred, you know, on uh, on the season. There's still sixteen <laughs> more games to go. I'm just hoping, you know, in our first season where we track these uh, picks, I'm just hoping to go at least five hundred. You know what? That that's my goal too. And I'm not going. I'm not. It's not a good start for me just yet. But <laughs> we'll we'll pick up the pace here. But yeah, now. It's our week two picks. And Ryan, do you want to lead this? 
Let, let's run through them. Uh, I don't know if you want to exclude the Thursday night game or not, but I did these projections yesterday because we, we were planning to record yesterday, mm-hmm. but then we pushed it back to today. But I had Washington. My notes were easy pick on my end. Washington in Washington. Washington hung on and kept it close with the charges in week one. And on the other hand, the Giants lost by two touchdowns to Denver. So I went Washington, but we don't have to count it if you don't want to. We can count it because I made my pick before as well. I said Washington, okay. and my note was close game, but Washington's defense will hold up. Okay, okay. So I got it kind of right. I'm actually, we'll, we'll count it just because we picked it before. I know the game already happened, but, you know, hey, honor we, system. We started off week two, one and oh. <laughs> Can't I start like better. It. Exactly. All right, let's go with the rest of this game. Let's go. New Orleans at Carolina. Who you got? I got Carolina. I think Carolina shocks Carolina? the world. And I what? Think what? They're gonna, they will beat New Orleans in a close one. I mean, I, I I might have considered I might have considered Carolina if we if I did not see what happened this weekend. But Hymas Winston, man, my God, you're just gonna you're just gonna discount his performance in week one. I think Carolina shocks the world with what winning. I understand, but how how are they gonna get there? Like like who's shocking the world here? Three good wide receivers. They have CMC. And Sam Donald's not that bad. So do you think it's going to be a shootout game or in what fashion will they shock the world? It'll be a shootout game, but they hang on. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I think right. I think Carolina makes one good defensive play. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love how every time we pick different teams, it's just going to create a bigger gap. <laughs> <laughs> An automatic gap. All right. Up next, we got Cincinnati at Chicago. Who you got? Cincinnati. I, I also have Cincinnati as well. Uh, I think if Justin Fields starts, if they started Justin Fields, this game pick would be difficult, but Chicago's rolling with the vet, Andy Dalton. So Cincinnati's going to win. I agree. Cincinnati will win and people will think it's time to start Justin Fields sooner rather than later. I think so too, because the thing is in week one, Joe Burrow, we saw no mental issues at all regarding his knee and Jamar's Chase's uh, drop problem in the preseason didn't carry over to week one. All Nothing smart. to worry about. All smoke. smoke. All smoke. And their O-line didn't look that bad. Right. I've seen worse O-lines in week one. (laughs) All right. Next up, Houston at Cleveland. Who do you have? Cleveland, big blowout. It won't be close. Yeah. Is this even a question? Like, to be honest, like my – did you watch the game? Week one? Which one? The the, the Browns Browns and KC? Yeah, it was a good game. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think if it weren't for, like, a botched punt, the Browns might have won the game. See, you say that, but then you also have to remember that after the botched, what, the play before that or the, the drive before that, didn't KC one play, yeah. 75 yards, touchdown. My man, the cheetah. The cheetah, like, maybe you should, I don't mean to say it, but maybe you should have gone the cheetah over Devontae Adams. Stop, stop. Uh, maybe I should have. But, you know, another team that only took two places to score a touchdown today? They go by the Washington football team, man. J.D. McKissick. Tyler Heineke led, led, led them down the field in two plays, man. It's crazy. But we'll Maybe. talk about it again next week. Yes. All right. Up next, we have the Los Angeles Rams at Indianapolis. Give me the Rams. One here. Yeah. Yeah. Give me, give me the Rams. I, <laughs> there's nothing else for me to say. I mean, Quinn Nelson and Darius Leonard didn't practice for, in, for, for the Colts. It's going to be a blowout. I, I think so. 
Good luck, Carson Wentz. I still believe in you, though. Denver at Jacksonville. Who you got? Give me Denver. Give me Denver. No as Judy, well. no problem. No Judy, no problem. So, so will will they be less explosive then, or literally no Judy, no problem? No Judy, no problem. They lean on their running game and they win. They follow exactly what the Houston Texans did. I like that. I like that. And a quick note for the Denver Broncos. I'm not supposed to say good things about division uh, about a division rival, but Teddy Bridgewater, I think the Broncos have not looked this good since the Peyton Manning era. He looked really good. He looked really good. Yeah, he made us realize how much talent is on the Broncos all along. <laughs> You're not wrong, though. Yeah. You're really not wrong. You know, before Jerry Judy got hurt, I had legit heart palpitations for people who owned Jerry Judy. I was like, dude, I want to play against him. He had like seven targets, six catches by halftime. Yeah, this this team, I, this is no knock on Drew Locke, but I just feel like Drew Locke did not, in a way, he didn't fit the offense to help the offense excel. Teddy, mm. you plug in Teddy Bridgewater now, now you see how much talent is on this damn roster. And then I'm, I'm a little concerned too. Denver is not going to be an easy two games anymore. All right. Usually it used to be a bye week playing Denver. Buffalo at Miami. Who you got? Give me me and my. You you want me and my? I want me and my. They're playing at Just home. because they beat Bill Belichick once, you're gonna go me and my again? And they added Will, Will Fuller. You you you're that high on Will Fuller, huh? I'm not high on Will Fuller. I think that the offense will move the ball more. I do agree, but this is Buffalo we're talking about. I mean, I think we can all agree that a Buffalo Bills regression could very well be in place for this year based on how Mm -hmm. week one went, but I'm not completely sold with Tua so far. I'm not, I don't want to say I'm not sold on Tua. I think, hate me all you want. I think he's a better quarterback than what Big Big Ben is right now. I'm not going to even try to argue with that one because it'll be a lost cause. All right. I'm going to go Buffalo just because I'm not ready yet. New England at New York Jets. Give me New England. One, one rookie quarterback has to win. And I think it's the team that's better coached. I think so too, because if you look, if, if you look at the game, uh, I think the Patriots will rectify their mistakes and learn from it. Cause Mac Jones is in a system where they don't really ask him to do too much to be completely honest. So that's why I think John New Smith and like Damien Harris, I think one had a fumble or something. They'll learn from their mistakes. They'll get it corrected by week two. They'll win. San Francisco at Philadelphia. I think San Francisco. Your, your own team. Yeah. Yeah. But I think this game's going to be closer than a lot of people think. I think that's what you said last week, right? And was I wrong? You weren't wrong, but why did y'all let the game get so close? <laughs> out of my why? power but i felt like the, the game was gonna be close okay okay i don't know why i don't know what caused the meltdown i actually do it's jason for getting injured because they had to put in what Quan williams liability on the field you might as well you just have to look at the read on that side <laughs> okay 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 <laughs> next up las vegas versus pittsburgh Sorry, oh, Ryan. I, I think I, I also, for the last game picked, I also go San Francisco. But yeah. I'm going Pittsburgh here, Ryan. You doubted my team last week. 
and see where that put you behind me in the game pick <laughs> records. Why, why are you doing this a second week? You don't learn from your mistakes. I think short week for the Raiders after playing five quarters, they're traveling to Pittsburgh. I think Najee Harris has a good game. <laughs> I think no. those are, I mean, prove me wrong. I, I, if the, I, I if the Las Vegas Raiders they win will. this week, I think that they're legit playoff deep playoff team yeah, coming I, to start the year not a surprise at all I, i'm gonna go vegas the one thing i have to say before we move on to the next game pick is they put a lot of pressure on lamar jackson and i think i told rj this earlier in the week if they can do the same thing those they're gonna get five plus sacks against ben roethlisberger because the only reason they don't have that many sacks from week one is because lamar jackson is lamar jackson he escaped the pocket like crazy big ben can't do the same he's a second most mobile quarterback not the first so that's why i i think sacks are gonna it's gonna be great for max crosby and yannick and guac if he plays minnesota at arizona arizona i think Easy people pick. will begin to chant mvp for kyler murray i think so too but god dang it minnesota like <laughs> why, why are they doing my man kirk like this like just protect the man his o-line look so bad I feel like they only lost to Cincinnati because of the way the old line play. They're trying to stay six feet away from him. Exactly. The, the social distance, just like on Monday, Marlon Humphrey wanted to give it to give Zay Jones a little space, you know, <laughs> my God. All right. Atlanta at uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, just no comment here. I, I, I think we all know. I also went Arizona last pick as well. Thanks Tampa Bay. Yeah. No, we're just going to move on. We, we all know what that Atlanta Falcons are bringing week two. Mm-hmm. Dallas at uh, Los Angeles. The other Los Angeles, the Chargers. Give me Dallas. Give you Dallas. Yeah. I, I, I'll i give you Dallas because I chose Dallas too. Oh, nice. But to be honest, I think this is probably one of the toughest game picks from, 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 game, uh, from week two looking back at it because Justin Herbert did not look like he will have a sophomore slump based on week one. And Dak has returned to his 2020 form prior to his injury. So it's, I think it's going to be pretty interesting. I think this game's going to be a sneaky shootout. Yep. Go Dallas. Tennessee at Seattle. Give me Seattle. Give me Seattle as well. I think that means the NFC West wins again. Everyone's going to go 2-0. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I Do I trust Tennessee's O-line after Sunday? No, just, exactly. just straight no. Yeah, Sunday night game. We got Casey at Baltimore. Casey, it's gonna be a shootout, but you know who wins shootouts? It's Kansas City. Exactly. And I have some logical reasoning for you. You want to hear it? Okay. If Casey usually, you know, and I keyword usually because the Raiders beat them once last year. If they usually beat the Raiders, and the Raiders beat Baltimore, guess what that means? Casey will beat Baltimore. <laughs> So we're chilling. Monday night game, Detroit at Green Bay. Who you got? Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is going to go and shut up everyone who doubted him. Yeah, I, I got Green Bay as well. I don't know why he spent more than, uh, you know, probably like two seconds contemplating this pick. Because in any other year, I feel like this decision could be made within probably like a couple seconds. But after, after you just think of Rodgers and Adams, but uh yeah, Rogers' week one didn't look good. That's why it took me a while to come up with this one. So I think we agreed on a lot of uh, 
game picks for this for, for this week. Yes, I think the only two games was Vegas at Pittsburgh and Buffalo at Miami. Buffalo at Miami. Oh, yeah, and New I, Orleans at Carolina. Yeah, so we got three games. So it could be a three-game gap again. Ooh, that's exciting. But yeah, okay. To end off this episode, we're going to go super quick. Ryan, week two player picks. Give me players that you think will boom. Noah Fant. Uh, we mentioned him okay. earlier. I mean, I wish Cortland's son will be the beneficiary of uh, Jerry Judy's injury, but I think Noah Fant will step up big time and get a good portion of Judy's targets. He got eight targets and caught six of them for 62 yards. That's not bad at all. I think this week that stat line will at least stay the same or get better. I like that pick a lot, especially for a tight end position that's pretty scarce sometimes. Mm-hmm. My pick, Mike Williams. Oh, on the Chargers. On the charge, I think this is his breakout year. This is his Corey Davis, his Devontae Parker year. And he looked good. He had nine targets, like eight receptions and a touchdown Not last week against yeah. against Washington. Pretty good. The, the Mike Williams has talent. I think the only issue he had throughout his career was injuries. Ooh, very true. So maybe he could stay on the field. I mean, that's the problem with Devontae Parker. Very true. And I think my big sleeper pick, that's a little risky, but probably be a bit. Probably he's available for you guys to, to pick up. I think if you need to, and you absolutely need to, I wouldn't be too worried starting Marquez Callaway in your flex. Winston can throw interceptions or whatever, but you just need Callaway for one TD. And I think it's perfectly possible because I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I think they're playing Carolina. Good yeah, pick is Carolina. for your boom. All right. For your bust picks, Ryan, who do you got? Uh, not going to lie. It's Hymas Winston. I talked him up a lot, and I know I'm contradicting myself right now. And I still believe New Orleans will, will win. But my rationale is I just don't know about Winston's stat line for fantasy. He'll probably score you, I feel like, a good amount of points-ish, in my opinion, but nowhere near what people are expecting after his week one performance. Therefore, I have him, quote-unquote, a bust. Just, just solely based off the fact that I feel like he'll underperform what people are expecting. So it doesn't mean that he'll, he'll be bad. So he'll still do well, but not as great as people think he will do. Yeah. Cause I feel like after that 29 or 30 point game, like what in week one, people probably are like, Oh my God, he's going to throw five more TDs. Mm, I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My, I have two players here. They're playing the same game. It's Jonathan Taylor and it's Cooper Cup. I like Cooper Cup with Matthew Stafford, not going to lie. I think it's dangerous. I do too. My concern, and this is just some something that I like. I read or something, the Colts' best cornerback is Kenny Moore, and he plays in the slot, and that's where Cooper Cup lines up. No concern. Did you hear on a Sunday night? The announcer said that Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup show up to the facility two hours early in the morning to have breakfast together and talk about plays. That, that, that's that's crazy, man. I, I think that's dedication. Kenny Moore who? Kenny who? It's Cooper Cup, man. All right. You know, people are hyping up Cooper Cup. I think Robert Woods is going to bounce back, though. Very true. Robert Woods did kind of fall, fall, fall behind a little bit. and He fell back into the shadows. Mm-hmm. Interesting, but I see where your bus uh, prediction comes from, though. Their best corner on Cooper Cup, I see it. Yeah, that's all I had. 
That's all you got? All right. That's all I had, too. So to everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening. And may the football gods bless your team with more wins this year. We'll catch you guys again next week when we run it back by recapping week two. And uh, we'll make our game picks for week three. And that's the T. And that's the T. Take care, y'all.